Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. I'm so excited to have Tony Mayembe on the show today. She is the founder of The Real Happy Mom. A working mom and mother to two boys, she knows what it takes to live your best life. Tony Ann, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having me, Whitney. I'm super happy to be here with you. Can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Yes, yes. So I am a working mom, just like you. I have two little boys and that work that I do is actually what can make my life a little bit more complex because I'm a full-time dentist and also reservist in the Navy. So it it can get really, really busy, but with the help of my husband, we've been able to kind of juggle all of the things, but Real Happy Mom has been a passion of mine for the past three years now. And it's just really helping moms with motherhood because just like you, uh, Whitney, I have found that a lot of times there's a lot of really great resources for stay-at-home moms and parenting and whatnot, which is great, but I'm not a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I needed help with working mom issues. So I started the Real Happy Mom podcast to help other moms because I thought a lot of the issues that I was having was something that was unique to me, but I learned that these are problems that a lot of moms have. So I was like, hey, like, let's not keep it to myself. Let's share it with everyone else. And hence, I started the Real Happy Mom podcast and it's been a lot of fun ever since, but that is kind of the cliff notes version of what I'm up to here these days. I love it. So you're reserves to the Navy, a dentist, mama to two boys, and you host this awesome podcast, um, The Real Happy Mom. So you sound busy. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. Well, one of the things that we were talking about before um, is, you know, in these busy, full lives that we have as working mothers, evening routines can be so important to help you keep it all together and to to thrive. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about your thoughts on evening routines? Yeah. So I have learned that there's two routines, at least for me, that I have found that have will really set me up so that I am not only more productive, but I'm also a very nice person because when I don't have things going my way, I can get really cranky and not very nice to be around. So the two routines that I think a lot of moms should really start to consider and incorporate if you don't already are an evening routine and a Sunday routine. And the reason why I really think evening routines are really, really important is because they set you up for the next day and it helps you to be a lot more productive and ready um, to tackle the day as soon as you wake up. Because a lot of times moms think like, oh, I need to have a good morning routine so that I can have um, a really great day. But your day, setting up your day actually starts the night before. If you really get things going the night before, it makes things so much easier come morning time when you wake up. 
And I promise you, I've run experiments on myself all the time. I have tried to not do my evening routine and see how my life went. And then I tried to do my evening routine every day and it was night and day differences there. So I definitely see the benefits of it. And I really think that the evening routine is in particular is really going to help you set up for a really awesome day. I agree. I think it is so important. And before having kids, one of the things, right, that I realized after having kids is like the stuff that worked me before having kids doesn't work for me now. And I used to be a big morning routine person. In fact, I still am. Morning routines matter. But yes, that evening routine made all the difference. You know, when your kids aren't sleeping through the night when they're little, you just, you don't know what the morning is going to be like. And so if you step into the day and it's automatically chaos, it makes it a lot harder to to feel great um, and and to deliver on all the things that you want to be able to deliver on. I want to go back to the one thing that you just said, though, about being cranky. Um, and how interesting it is, right? It's like, if we're not doing the things that we want to do, if we're not, if we're not fulfilling the promises we've made to ourselves, it can put us into a, into a funk. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and not only that, but you've, I, for me, I was feeling like I was just behind on everything. Like there was like too many things like running past me and I wasn't able to catch all of these things and like kind of get it all together. And so when I feel like I'm out of control, that's when I'm just like, ah, like I give up. I'm going to just burn it down. Like I'm done. <laughs> and so definitely like trying to not necessarily get control, but I feel like if you can control the things that you can, it definitely makes it a lot easier for you and therefore a lot more happier. So let's talk about that, the evening routine and the Sunday routine that help you to kind of get that control, at least focus on and control what you can, which is so important. Only try Mm -hmm. to control the things that you actually have power over and not other things. Like you can't control other people's feelings, just let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it comes to evening routine, what specifically do you do that helps you to be ready for the next day? Yeah, so there's a couple of key things, at least um, for me there, and there's a bunch of other things that you can add, but I think if you really try to incorporate these um, few things, they will really help you. And the first one being um, getting some, um, getting into the routine of picking out your clothes the day before and having it ready to go. Because for me, I, the last thing I want to worry about is what I'm going to wear in the morning. Like I just want to have it ready and pick it up and go. So having your clothes already laid out for the next day is super beneficial so that you can hit the ground running. And if you take it to the next level, you can, you know, get the kids clothes out too, or have them pick it out. But I'll be honest with you right now, I'm in a phase with my kids where they don't like anything that I pick out for them to wear. And even when they pick it out, they don't like it. I'm like, dude, like, seriously, like, we just got to find something to wear. So I just let them pick out what they want the day of. So I've just kind of given up on that. Maybe when they get older, I'll change, but I at least have my clothes ready for the day. Awesome. So getting the clothes out the day before is a big one. I agree. Uh, Cause you just, I don't know. I don't want to spend all that time in the morning trying to figure out what to wear, what not to wear. It, it takes up, it does take up a lot of time that I could spend doing other things. Is there anything else that you do in the evening to get ready? Yeah. A couple other things. So the, another one is um, getting dinner or at least prepping for dinner the next day. Because for me, when I come home at the end of the day, I am pretty tired and exhausted just mentally that I don't want to think. (laughs) So I really try to make it easy for myself when I come home so that I really can just like go with the flow and not have to use so much brain power to um, finish out the rest of the day. And dinner time is the biggest one for me because 
I don't know why, but I just put too much thought into it. So just knowing, okay, tomorrow we're having chicken and rice. Let me pull the chicken out of the freezer or, you know, tomorrow we're doing DoorDash. Like I already know, like get my app ready. Like, you know, just having that will eliminate a lot of um, the decision-making power that I feel like we should be using on things that are actually important. And that brings me to another thing too, Whitney, that I just want to touch on is decision fatigue, which is a real thing for moms. And if you're not familiar with decision fatigue, the way I like to think about it is we have so many good decisions that we can make in a day. And once we've exhausted that amount that you have, like let's just say it's a hundred decisions that you have each day that are really good ones that you can make. Once you've exhausted that, one of two things either happens. It's either one, you make really bad choices or you don't make choices at all. And both of them are bad. And so for me, what I do is I don't make choices. And that just leaves everyone looking around like, okay, like what are we to eat for dinner I don't know like I, I, I'm just done so just you know preventing yourself from getting to that point where you are at decision fatigue will help you so that the days can run smoother and again so you won't be so cranky so that's another big one I love that decision fatigue is real I didn't even know there was a name for it it's so real but at the end of the day I am so burnt out that I usually am like nope uh what mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I respond when they ask me yes. for things. And it's true. I do feel like we also spend so much time thinking about what to eat, what's for dinner. And it does it, I mean, and does it really matter? Does it, if the food is hot or even if it's cold, if it's nutritious and it tastes good, then does it really matter? Um, so I love this idea of setting up dinner the night before. I'm going to start doing that. I don't do that now. It's like, and I wake up in the morning knowing, oh, we're going to have salmon or whatever. And I got to pull it out the freezer. If I just pulled out the freezer the night before, then I wouldn't have those instances where I get in my car and drive away and go, uh-oh. Or the, the my, my favorite one is my husband texts me, what do you want for dinner? Dude, pick something. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's so, like, who knew as adults this would be our life? Like, you spend hours. It's like between trying to decide what to watch on Netflix and trying to decide what to have for dinner. Like, I all of my decision fatigue. I spend an hour flipping through trying to figure out which show we're actually going to watch with my husband then we spend an hour going back and forth about what we're actually going to eat and they're not even that consequential you're right I should be spending that energy on things that are really going to move my life forward and add value to my kids lives and and it's not actually what are we going to have for dinner and what are we going to watch on Netflix yes yes and and another thing that goes along with getting dinner ready is having lunches packed too so if you spend some time in the evening getting lunches ready to go that will eliminate some of that decision making power that we can you know save for you know important things whether it's at work or you know with the kids and that kind of thing but packing lunches i know for me I, I know Whitney, you're, you were a personal trainer back in the day. So you probably are, are good with the physical fitness, but I'm just going to raise my hand and be honest here with the pandemic. I gained a whole bunch of weight and that is because I was snacking and doing a bunch of randomness. But if I had been packing my lunches, it would have saved me from eating a whole bunch of garbage and, you know, not really paying attention to what um, I was actually consuming. Because a lot of times, at least for me, I find that, you know, I'm just eating and snacking and not really paying attention to what I'm actually putting my mouth but when I have my meals kind of already preset then I'm no like oh okay like I need to chill like I'm reaching for chips again like you know what's really going on so having lunches packed is, is another big one that I think will help too with that decision fatigue as well Yes, that's when what we do do. We do pack our lunches ahead of time. And I think it's so important what you just said, this idea of even if you're not leaving your house, if you're working from home, still pack your lunch. So when you get hungry, you don't have to think about what it is you're going to eat, right? I feel like there's this idea of packing your lunches for when you're leaving the house, but it's not. It's just for when you're going to eat lunch, if you're at home or not. 
Yes, definitely. And a few other things here, when just to wrap it up with the evening routine is um, kind of getting a hold of your to-do list for the next day, because I am a believer in not trying to tackle the whole to-do list, but identify the the top three things that you need to get done um, each day, because I, I know we can all accomplish three things. I think we do more than three things every day, but just giving yourself just three things to do that you have to get done that day will one, make you feel better about yourself because you're going to get those three things done and you're not going to beat yourself up about it if you know you have 50 things done and it doesn't get all done that day. But it really just helps me to prioritize like what is most important right now and what's going to actually move the needle for me, whether it be business or in the home. Because- I'll be honest, there's times when I look at the floor and I'm like, I really need to vacuum the floor. But right now my kids don't have underwear. So I need to do the laundry, not do the vacuuming. So it's really just looking at those things and prioritizing like what really needs to get done and what's really going to move the needle and identifying those things so that you can go into the next day knowing, okay, boom, let's go. I'm going to get these three things done so that we can move things along and again, stay productive and stay happy. That is such a good tip because it's so easy to let those little things creep in, like vacuuming the floor when really you, yeah, you need to wash, <laughs> your kids need drawers. So <laughs> that's the, that's the priority. I love it. Yes. Are there any other um, things that you're doing in the evening that you want to recommend? Or can we talk about your Sunday routine? Because I know that's a big one too. Yeah, yeah. Last thing I will say is just um, for the evening is if you can just tidy up a little bit. It, for me, I feel like it helps with you mentally to kind of like close things out. And then too, so you don't wake up with a, a big, huge mess all over. And I'm not saying clean up everything. I'm just saying kind of tidy things up so that when you come down, your mind isn't going crazy because it's like, you know, a million dishes and stuff stacked up all over the counters and things like that. When you walk down to make breakfast in the morning, I know that it makes me feel a lot better. And again, it makes those mornings go so much smoother when things are tidy, when I come downstairs from, um, from sleeping and ready to make breakfast. Yeah, I think your environment makes such a difference in how you feel. And if you wake up and things are everywhere, it's very easy to just wake, walk into overwhelm, which is something I think that moms experience a lot. And if your environment is catastrophic, it does make it easy to walk into overwhelm. I One of my pro tips for that is now, because we used to live in a tiny two-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, and now we live here in Salt Lake in a whole house, like a whole house with a yard and more than one bathroom, and it's nuts. But it also can get really, really messy. And what I found is helpful for that, especially if it's just like the tidy up, get the stuff out of the way is to have baskets strategically placed throughout the house. And even if you're not going to clean it up, just empty everything into the basket, like just empty it all in the basket. If it's dishes and you don't want to do the dishes, put the dishes in a basket, put the basket in the dishwasher and close it. You know, it's there. You could do it later, but at least when you wake up, it's not the first thing that you see. And it does help me to be more calm. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's talk about your Sunday routine. So you got the evening routine going and then it sounds like once a week, do some real kind of planning um, to help make that week better. What's that look like? Five core things that I feel that are the, these are the things if you do this, your week is gonna be so much better and your future self will you know, thank your past self for, for doing all these things. And the, the first one is for me is getting the clothes ready. So I know I said, making sure that your clothes are ready um, for the evening routine. But if you really take that time on Sunday and just get all the clothes ready um, for the whole week, that will eliminate you having to spend time doing that. 
Um, and when I do it, because I wear a uniform to work, it makes it super easy. So I literally just like pick out all my clothes, have them in a section in the closet ready to go. And I've taken it a step further and I'll put underwear, socks, all that, like to literally, I just grab it and I get dressed. Um, so I don't have to think. So again, we're trying to eliminate decision fatigue. And then the next one would be to plan out your meals for the week. So like we were talking about earlier, I don't like to hear the question, what's for dinner? Like I want to have <laughs> at least some idea of what's going on. And just simply creating a menu for the week will help with that decision fatigue. So when you already know what's in the kitchen, so you can put together a menu based off of what you already have versus trying to, you know, do all of these fancy things and having to, you know, go to the grocery store and get more things. But creating that menu so that even if you don't necessarily want to do taco Tuesday on Tuesday, you can, you know, pick from something else and have other options to choose from as far as dinner is concerned. And then the next thing would be planning out your week, making sure that you're taking a look at your significant other's schedule, your kid's schedule, and your work schedule, making sure there's no um, scheduling conflicts. Because the worst thing, at least for me, is when I forget about my kids' events. Because let me tell you, Wacky Wednesday and all those fun school events, they sneak up on me every single time. So I always have to make sure I'm putting my eyes on all the calendars to make sure I'm not overlooking anything so that... I can be that mom that everyone's like, oh, look, she remembered. Yes, I did, even though I had a whole lot of help. But yes, I didn't forget this time, even though there was a couple of times I did forget. Or my kids showed up the day before the event in pajamas when pajama day was the next day. So anyways, I just want to make sure we got all the things squared away and we know what is happening on each day that week. And then lastly, just taking some time to clean out your purse because I feel like our purses accumulate so much stuff. Um funny story, I was having a straight up attitude about to go off on my husband because I could not find my keys and my keys were in my purse. So ever since then, I take some time to dump my purse out and make sure I take out the things that don't need to be in there out and put the things that do need to be in there back in. And then the last thing is reboot your devices because nothing sucks worse than you trying to get on a Zoom call and your computer decides it wants to do an update or it's super, super, super slow and you can't even get onto the Zoom call. So so taking time to reboot your computer and your phone, tablet, all of those things will help with eliminating a lot of the, the crashes and your devices running slowly so that um, your week can go by smoothly. So those are my top five right there. I love it. Those top five are really great and not things that I would have thought about. But as you were saying them, I was like, oh, yeah, if I did that, I would feel better. I need to clean out my purse. I probably got <laughs> snacks in there from like 12 to 18 months ago. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta clean out my purse. I love this. And rebooting your devices. It's so true. You get, mm -hmm. I hate that when you get caught up, you're like, oh, let me go get on this thing. And it's like a vice, your device will automatically restart in three minutes. And you're like, I don't have three minutes. Um, yeah. So, so smart. These are really great. Um, thank you so much for sharing the evening routine and the Sunday routine. I want to ask you about the two things I ask every mom, which is one, what is your morning routine? And then um, any message that you want to share with other working moms? Yes. So currently right now I'm trying to lose that pandemic weight. So I've been prioritizing my health. So my morning routine consists of me um, getting on Noom. Um, it is um, a really awesome app that helps me to really focus on not just the foods that I'm eating, but everything that kind of helps overall with my health and therefore will help me with losing weight. So there's usually about 
10 minutes worth of different um, articles that I can read. So I do that. And then I take some time to stretch, drink some water and I get to work. (laughs) So those are like my top three things I'm doing right now in the mornings. And then as far as what I want other moms to know is that you're doing an awesome job because I think that is one thing that we don't hear. And I will be honest, that's the motherhood is the one job I feel like I get a lot of negative critique about, but not enough of the positive critiquing. And I will be honest with you, the only time, well, I won't say the only time, the one time that I do remember, which I think is the only time that anyone has told me that I am doing a good job was this lady at the church. She looked at me and she's like, you're doing such a good job. And I'm like, how do you know I'm doing a good job with my kid? She was like, he's happy and he's doing well. And he, you know, he's healthy and all these things. And I'm like, oh, like that's all you got to do to be a good mom. (laughs) And then that's when I realized, like, I think we're putting too much pressure on ourselves to be a quote unquote good mom. When in actuality, you already are a good mom. So I just want to let you know you're awesome and you're doing an awesome job. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for being on the podcast. Yes. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.